What is up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. This is yet another edition of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. We're doing this a little bit differently today because of Michael and transporting his entire life. Uh, he's not able to record with Kevin and I, but because SummerSlam is right around the corner and we were going to do our predictions, we wanted to get something actually recorded with Michael. So this is going to be kind of like a two-part episode. We're going to do an episode with Michael and an episode with Kevin, but we're going to kind of blend it all together to make it seem somewhat like it fits together. So hello, everybody. My name is Jason. I'm joined with Michael for right now, and uh, we are the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast, at least uh, two-thirds of it. And uh, you can follow us on your favorite social media app like TikTok, uh, YouTube. Just search Gimmick Minute. You can also follow us on Twitter at Live Your Gimmick, which is the at symbol followed by L I V Y O U R G I M M I C K M O U S E. There he is. All right. And then uh, in addition to that, make sure if you don't already click subscribe on our podcast and make sure you subscribe, share us with your friends so they can subscribe too. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But anyway, uh, man, some big news happening this week in the world of professional wrestling. You and I were kind of going back and forth on Twitter about it <laughs> for the most part uh, a, a little bit here. But Vince McMahon has officially now stepped down. He is retiring from WWE. He is no longer in charge of creative. He's no longer CEO. He has no ties to the company whatsoever other than the fact that he owes them $14 million for his hush money payouts. Um, <laughs> so I guess once he pays that back, he'll no longer have ties to the company. I mean, I'm sure he's probably still a stockholder. He's just probably not the majority I mean, holder. Maybe retirement for him is like bankruptcy. He doesn't owe that money anymore. <laughs> that was the deal. He's like, I'll I'll leave, but I ain't giving you a dime. I don't know the the article that came out today though said that he does he's going to pay that money from his personal finances which would he's got he should, plenty of it so he should have done that done anyway but that means though they have to go back through so any stockholders like dating back to like 2006 they have mm -hmm. to like go back and adjust all their financials so whatever the dividend payouts and stuff like that will probably have to be adjusted because that money wasn't accounted for but it's you know when, once you level it out between all the stockholders is probably like 10 bucks each or something like that but <laughs> It's still hey man that'll get them a happy meal right exactly yeah i'm sure i'm sure the big stockholders and wwe definitely definitely buy from the value meal at the at hey i'm just saying a former president of ours actively ate mcdonald's and kfc in the white house so i'm, I'm pretty sure these high ups aren't aren't eating fucking 16 ounce steaks every night yeah so when when the news came out about vince retiring did you see tony khan's tweet Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> thank you, wrestling fans, for making me the only tenured <laughs> CEO in the wrestling industry. So, uh, and that was just a dumb tweet. He like, I mean, come I, on. he's he's just, he's just being an internet troll. He's just having a good time. But his, it, it it was dumb, but I it was funny at the same time. His explanation of the tweet was even worse, though. Have you heard this? Uh, no, I have not. Okay. Oh God. So I I I assume this was at the press conference for the post conference for Death Before Dishonor because that that aired yesterday. Uh, there's mm -hmm. one one bit of news we'll we'll pull out of that, but um. He goes, I was refer referencing AEW Rampage is on just just a fact. One or of the big major companies of what I would consider the big three, I'm the longest tenured. New Japan Pro Wrestling President Takanami Obata, uh, Obanara 
and now there is a new CEO in WWE. If you consider pro wrestling, then I think it's a fair statement. I thought it was a factual statement, a note to promote Rampage, but that's all it was. I can't say anything else about it. Hopefully, I hopefully maybe got some eyeballs on Rampage and I and really care about Rampage a lot. Like that, he said basically it was a way to get people to tune into Rampage. <laughs> I'm maybe it was because let's face it. Their hardcore audience is that like, oh, WWE failed me. AEW is is you know, the the be all end all solution, and they love those fucking tongue and cheek references as dumb as some of them are. So, but, but those are the people who are already watching Rampage. How's that going to attract somebody? But we don't know that they're watching Rampage. Watching. Let's be honest. It, it, out of the two, unless they announce like a big match that we're excited for most people don't tune in from dynamite to rampage i mean i rampage, rampage essentially like i hate to say it it feels like sunday night heat it doesn't <laughs> even feel like a smackdown show it feels like their like c show that they just kind of just because have a, their it's an hour on the it's side just yeah, quick, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you have they have that hour-long feel and that makes the show feel like it's nothing it's, so it's shotgun saturday night is basically what it is yeah so like it's just it's mostly that like i i know uh, because I'll I'll have cable again soon, so I'll actually be able to watch Ooh. AEW. Um, but I I essentially even then I don't know if I tuned into Rampage unless there was a specific match that I like saw advertised that I'd go for it. Where if people were like, oh, he's making fun of Vince McMahon, maybe there's a chance he'll come out and like give some big tongue-in-cheek speech or something on Rampage. So like I I can kind of get it. I think he should have owned it and been like it was funny um rather than panicking and, and trying to backpedal yeah um he doesn't know because he's not long it, it he was being factual <laughs> i mean <laughs> out, out of current ceos he is the longest reigning one um but i i think he should just owned up to it and just been like yeah i was just fucking having fun who, who gives a shit um versus trying to to make it seem like something it wasn't I will say that I only tuned into Rampage to see the rap battle between the Ass Boys and the Acclaimed, and I was not disappointed by it. And see, that's the stuff that they have to put on that to get people because, like, to tune in. Because I'm not gonna lie, that was funny. I watched the clips from it, um, and that's something that probably would have gotten me to like at least have it on in the background or something. But it's just unfortunately that hour long show just. It, it gives me them them Sunday night heat feels, and I'm like, oh, I have no interest. My my only issue with it though is like you got to get the WWE talent out of your like why why are you bringing them up on your TV show? You know what I mean? Like Bobby Lashley was brought up, John Cena was brought up. Like I just thought it was I thought it was kind of weird. I, it was funny I, though that you said John Cena wants his gimmick back like that. I okay yeah. that that was good. The B Bobby Lashley line though just didn't make any sense to me. Like why are you bringing Bobby Lashley up? Yeah, I think it's more so just not being, not being afraid of it because for so long, like WWE now, kind of you know we'll reference things here and there and we'll let the talent talk about certain things and I'm sure that's gonna that door's gonna open even more um, now with Triple H involved, but I think it's just trying to show the fans like we aren't afraid to talk about the other companies we aren't gonna Bro, Wood, shy away from it be woods mentioned roa and another company on smackdown i know but again guess who's not in charge anymore right yeah good point so i'm just i'm just saying that like they've and they've done that stuff like seth mentioned mox mm -hmm. like there, there's been little little sprinklings of it here and there but for the longest time the the ongoing you know sentiment is that WWE 
doesn't like to acknowledge anyone outside of their bubble. So I think it's just AEW showing like, we don't care where you're from. We have no problem mentioning you. We're not going to be like, oh, the big boogeyman Vince going to come for us if we mention his talent. Like, <laughs> there. I think I think it's more so just not not censoring yourself for stupid shit. Like some of it is obviously intentionally just them taking shots for the sake of taking shots, fucking playing Eric Bischoff's game. But I think a, a lot of it is more so just in that vein of you're just another company. Why should I be afraid to say your name? Yeah, no, I hear you. So speaking of ROH real quick, I, di I didn't really get a chance to watch death before dishonor. Like I heard it was a, a pretty good pay-per-view and I do want to go back and watch the Briscoes and FTR match. But the one thing that came out of it though, was that uh, Claudio ended up winning the ROH world title taking on, uh, he took on John Gresham, who's been, who's been the ROH champion for a little while now. But immediately after, I guess, John Gresham asked for his AEW ROA release. And this is a guy who was just on Dynamite last week talking about how he's going to be a face that you're going to see a lot on those shows. And now all of a sudden he's demanding his release because of a lack of a communication issue. And I guess uh, there's a, you know, and I, again, same thing with WWE. I don't always believe the rumor and innuendo and we'll get to one of the WWE rumors this past weekend, but, um, but I guess he cussed out Tony Khan backstage. Uh, yeah, that, that's what I heard too. Yeah. So I, I mean, it's, who knows if that really happened or not. Uh, but apparently he did ask for his release and, uh, but they haven't really mentioned or said anything about it, but you know, and then of course the internet coming to, Oh, it took Tony Khan one month to put the belt on Claudio. WWE couldn't do it. And blah, blah. He didn't put the AEW world title on him. He put the ROH championship on him. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I don't know. Hang tight real quick, okay? You hear me okay? I, was, I don't know if my internet's losing shit or if it's yours my because phone, your, your views went like... My wife's calling me. Give me one second. Okay. She's like, what are you, who are you talking to down there? You're supposed to be working. I'm not sure why your wife turned into the, the pervy Pete from, or whatever his name is from uh, Family Guy, but that's just the voice yeah. I have, I guess sure have to edit this episode <laughs> oh 100% I mean I debate on doing the the two dudes one podcast uh thing but I was like well there's only one dude here so it doesn't really work <laughs> I, I could have had Kevin record something by himself and then we could have displaced it together that would have been funny I figured that's <laughs> a lot of work for you to to do yeah um no, that's cool. But yeah so with uh so what are your thoughts on with Cesaro winning the ROH championship um, I mean, it's one well-deserved. Uh, I, I, so I only caught part of what you said because I'm assuming your cell phone signal fucked up your mic or something because you went like the, the McDonald's drive through like speaker melted. That's like the audio I got on oh, my end okay. um, while you were explaining that. So I, I heard, I heard you talk about which the stuff I already knew was, or, or heard about was that uh, dude went in and cussed out Tony Khan because he was so pissed off about, you know, lack of communication and this and that. And I briefly heard you say something about uh, people saying, oh, it took them one month to put the title on Cesaro, but it took, but I mean, he never could. Um, so just based off the bits I picked up, uh, <laughs> my understanding, because I also believe Tony Khan put a statement out in regards to the, the other dude. 
and essentially talked about how a lot of the guys that he wants to put into ring of honor and repackage and like do things with the, they like a lot of them were frustrated because they haven't had that communication, but he couldn't do a whole lot because of the fact that the ROH deal was such a hush hush thing. So until about a month ago, he couldn't really start like talking about his plans or anything to the talent. Right. But even now, uh, though, which is unfortunate, but even now though, this like, he's talking about just even leading up to the match, like right before the, oh. like he's owned ROH now for months. So mm-hmm. he, he was talking more leading up to the match. No, but yeah, just the, just the internet community saying all that stuff. But that's the thing though. It's, he didn't put the AEW World Championship on him. He put the yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's I, it's I equivalent of like a of an NXT title. Yeah, and somebody even somebody even like posted some statistics about like how how much titles are talked about on like basically just on the internet and and anything. And the twenty four seven championship was um uh, was listed as a more prestigious title than the ROH World Championship. I mean, which is which is true because up until now. Like ROH was only like a hardcore fan thing. It wasn't really talked about in the mainstream yeah. unless it was like used in a promo. So I, I, I love that he got a world title and it's, you know, well-deserved, especially because they're trying to make ROH a prestigious thing. Again, they don't want it to just be, you know, this shitty indie company that only, you know, the tryhards care about. Um, they, so I, I get it, but it does, like he won the NXT title. He didn't win any major title on the on the main brand. While I am still a firm believer that if you're gonna have like if, if this became a show that they had it on like Tuesday nights or something or Thursday nights, like it was a regular show that they ran mm-hmm. um, that was on TBS with the other ones, and then yeah, you, it deserves to be treated as an equivalency of Dynamite and Rampage. Um, or at least dynamite no one wants to be compared to rampage um much like i feel nxt should be treated like the main roster since they are on usa uh, literally the same channel of raw and i still believe that if you win the nxt title that should be prestigious enough that you when you go to the main roster you aren't starting from you know square one you at least have some clout to where they you know, put you at least in the mid card, put you in like a feud with someone of importance or put you in like the intercontinental or the U S title and like a good story, something like that. Mm. Um, so I think this would be a great jumping off point for him. Uh, my guess is this was probably more so of just a showing respect to, to everything he's capable of and everything he's done in the, in the wrestling industry. Uh, but yeah, it's not like they fucking strapped the TNT title or the world title to him. It's, it's still the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, and and I don't want to, and, and I, I guess I don't want to downplay that moment for him because that is an important. Oh yeah, it's for him. And, by, and by honestly, no means. and honestly, if anybody, he's going to be a name that can bring prestige and make that mm-hmm. title important. And I think that's that's maybe the thought process behind it is that now this ring of honor championship is going to have some notoriety to it. And I, and I think that's, that's important. Right. Um, and John Grisham to his point, like, or to, you know, to his credit is, is a good in ring performer, but he's not the household name that, that Claudio Castanoli is, or, you know, Cesaro is. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it definitely 
puts a brighter spotlight on that championship than having John Gresham as your champion. I mean, that's just, you know, even though he comes out with that cool, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, Davy Jones mask, it, it's still not, you know, he, he he's still not yeah. the name that Cesaro or Claudio is, so. Which, nothing against Cesaro, it's not like he is a household name, but he's definitely much more well-known. It's, it's you yeah. know, a night and day difference, um, but it's not going to be like if they had Adam Cole go there or someone who was, you know, had a huge following in NXT or hell, even like John Moxley went and won the ROH title, that would be like a big deal. And again, not to downplay anything Claudio's done, because I love Cesaro. I, I thought WWE underutilized him. I felt he 100% is a main eventer. And he is the most probably the strongest motherfucker in the business. Um, Without a doubt. So I I'm all for it. I hope, like I said, I hope that he's able to carry this title and make it good, and it turns into an off point to where he can do great things in AEW. Nah, I I agree. And having him part of Blackpool Combat Club and and having that clout on him too. I mean, that's mm. that's going to do nothing but help raise him up and. I, mean, I, I will say though, if he's gonna stay in the Blackpool Combat Club, he needs to be a little less smiley. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He, he's he's still got that Ronda Rousey like excited to be here glow, and I'm like, I feel it, man. But if you're gonna be a part of the bad guy team, then you need to you need to act the part. Speaking about Blackpool uh, Combat Club, Brian's coming back this week. Do you see that? He's yeah, he announced at Comic Con that he uh, has a match set up on Dynamite. Yep. Now, real quick before we move on to SummerSlam. Did you catch the barbed wire everywhere match between Kingston and Jericho and Dynamite? I saw some clips and some pictures. Oh, bro. It does look like they, they went like all out with it. Like they wrapped the fucking microphone. Yes. Barbed the, wire. the ring bell, the microphone, like they literally wrapped everything in barbed wire. Which is good because that's what we, we said that they needed. I mean, they didn't go as extreme as we wanted with like wrapping the fans in barbed wire. But <laughs> I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll take what we can get. Chairs, tables, um, everything. Now, yeah. The, the best part about the microphone, though, was Justin Roberts was doing the introductions and Eddie Kingston ripped the mic out of his hand and just started beating the shit out of Jericho with it. <laughs> that I, I, that popped me. You know, I laughed my ass off when I saw that. I was like, that is great. And he got him to bleed like pretty pretty quickly in the match. And, of course, Jericho got the win because of, you know, Anna Jay's heel turn and, you know, some chicanery mm-hmm. that happened. And But now, you know, we we were kind of we were kind of like talking in jest about the shark cage, but now that it's Shark Week and Discovery Plus was cross promoting, the shark cage makes a whole lot more sense now as to why. Yeah, they I did didn't that. put that together either. Yeah, so the the you know the whole thing there you know the the whole night they're wearing shark fins during interviews and you know it's all promoting Shark Week, which ironically is hosted by The Rock. And he was in a commercial <laughs> for it, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's that that made a whole lot of sense. Okay, that's why they're doing the whole shark cage gimmick because it's Shark Week and they're trying to do a cross promote. So it's it's Space Jam and Ghostbusters and all that all over again. All those different cross promotes that they've. Done but at least this years. wasn't as as corny as the other ones were. It got, dude, if you watch the whole show, it got pretty damn corny. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Well, at least the place I saw weren't nearly as corny as the Space Jam. Yeah, I mean, it it got it got pretty corny. I'm not gonna lie. It it really did. Like it it became very obvious what they were doing. <laughs> um, it wasn't subtle at all. But um, 
but yeah, I mean the match itself was was pretty brutal, and uh, but of course Eddie got got his revenge though by knocking Jericho into the, I don't even know what they had. It was like a table of, like it was a, it was on the ground, but it almost looked like a like a like a, it almost kind of looked like that thing that Moxley put Kenny Omega in, but it had like pe- like a crash pad type thing underneath it. Do you know what I'm talking oh, okay. about? Remember yeah, that that big yeah. like mm-hmm. bed of barbed wire that he suplexed him in? It, it was kind of similar. Yeah, where it was to that. just like a big sheet of plywood, and the barbed wire was like yeah. On top of but it. this was like a build up box, and it was sitting on top of the box, so he, he like crashed through the box. But they showed a clip of them having to cut him Jericho out of that after the show went off the air, and he was like yelling and screaming. His leg was cut open real bad because he uh, it, it cut into his pant like his pants were open. And it was cut into his leg. Like it was, he was like, he was yelling the whole time and they stretchered him out. I think the stretcher was probably more for show than anything, but they had a, everything um, else was probably real. Yeah. They had a, they had like a, um, a gauze on his inner thigh though, because he was bleeding pretty bad from the leg. Cause he, he was stuck. He was like stuck in there. He couldn't get out. Like he was like, Mm -hmm. he was like, get some bolt cutters or something. Like get something, get me out of here. Like he was like, kind of, he started to kind of panic. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I don't want to be in this anymore. Yeah, he's like, I, I am done. (laughs) Get some bolt cutters and get me the fuck out of here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty entertaining. So if you haven't got a chance to watch the whole match, go go back and watch it because it's 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 fun. Like, dude, it's it's pretty much exactly what we we talked about, just with everything wrapped up in it. And um, except there was one set of ropes. It was the ropes that they on the camera side did not have any barbed wire on them. So they could go in and out of that a little bit easier so that, mm-hmm. you know, whenever they went sense. out of the ring, they, they Nobody used wants that. to drag their nuts on barbed wire. It was just kind of weird, though, because it's almost like the TV thing. It was like the fourth wall. Like, the fourth wall didn't have barbed wire, but everything else around <laughs> it did. <laughs> so. All I right. refuse to put it on the viewers at home. Well, uh, I, before you get into SummerSlam, okay. I do want to... We gotta make it quick, though, because I got a call job on at three, so. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, just real quick, I want to talk about the Vince McMahon thing a little more, mostly just because of a tweet that you put out that we argued about. Okay. You quote tweeted uh, Briscoe him being like, oh, all you jabronis being excited that Vince McMahon is gone, but without him, you wouldn't have any of this, blah, 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 blah. So listen up, boomers. <laughs> just because someone someone overstayed their welcome and people are happy they're gone doesn't mean they are, they want them to not exist. George Lucas made three of the, you know, most prized movies in nerdum and people love them. And then he was left to his own devices for too long and made the prequels and people turned on him and did not like him anymore. And then Disney took over and had Disney had a better plan, probably be praised a little more, but they still enjoy at least the the TV shows. Um, So it has nothing to do with fuck Vince McMahon. He's a piece of shit. I wish he never was born. It's simply just he jumped the shark and then never left he he did he overstayed his welcome and it was time for him to go so the company could move on that's simple as that so if people can't get past that and they're like oh boo hoo vince shouldn't have to go go fuck yourself it's <laughs> what's best for business it's been what's best for business for way too long it's time to move on and and let someone else take the show to the next level Okay, so while I 100% agree with you that it was, it, I, I really do think that, it, I, I, I don't think that that's where Briscoe was going with it. I think his response was more to the people that were 
overly taking joy in the fact that he was gone and talking like very disrespectfully about his legacy in professional wrestling. Cause there were a lot of people that were, I just on my Twitter feed, a lot of people were acting as if like, I don't know. It, a, a lot of people were acting as if like, I don't, I, I don't even know the, the best way to describe it, but they were, they were acting as if like this guy did nothing, contributed nothing, and basically was a plight on the entire world of professional wrestling. And and I think that's kind of where Briscoe, you know, it's his friend, you know, it's somebody that mm-hmm. he, he's known for a long time. And I think he, I think he probably did overreact a little bit, but I get where he's coming from because he's a hundred percent right. Not like we would not be having this conversation right now if it wasn't for Vince McMahon. Oh, I agree. And, and, and we, w- we wouldn't have the Mandalorian if it wasn't for George Lucas. Right. And, and for all, but I'm the, just saying that sometimes it's time for someone to go for all. And, and you're, and you're right. And it, and it is. And I, I think, and I, and for me, I, I was enjoying WWE's product lately. I felt like that it's, it's been improving a lot over, over the course of the past year, it's been a slow improvement, but it's been improvement. They've, gone back to working on character development and and they're making the show more enjoyable than you know the tv 14 thing that was coming up i was i was looking forward to that even with vince mcmahon i'm not going to say that he had to go but i am excited that we're going to get something fresh and i and and the fact that they announced today that triple h is the head of creative i am even more excited about that because if he brings half of what he did in NXT to WWE TV, dude, I mean, the shows are going to start being phenomenal and I'm, I'm excited for it. Now, that being said, I do have a lot of respect for what Vince McMahon did in the world of professional wrestling and what he created. And I do, I am cognizant of the fact that like the show would not exist. You know, we, there's no, people are like, yeah. Oh, well we would have just, we would WCW and ECW. No, dude. First of all, WCW know, because... was so fucking bad, it didn't even matter. Like, they, you know, yeah. and, and also ECW couldn't have existed. I mean, half the guys that were ECW originals are either dead or have, like, severe CTE. Like, that couldn't mm-hmm. have lasted. Like, there, there's no way the wrestling business would have sustained the way that it did without WWE. It's just not. And it, it still would have been that redheaded stepchild in the world of entertainment. Yeah. Wrestling is now... A full, like it's it's looked at almost as credibly as almost anything else in entertainment. Not quite almost, but it's leaps and bounds ahead of where it was 10, 20, even 30 years ago. So it's, you know, and that and we have Vince McMahon to thank for that, whether you like it or not, whether you like him or not, whether you agree with what he did in his personal life or not, you have to acknowledge the fact that it wouldn't exist in the form that it does today without him. And that, that's the only, that's, that's the only thing that I really pulled out of what he said. And I agree with that a hundred percent. So, but, uh, yeah, but I, just, I didn't see anyone take things that far. I saw yeah. everyone excited that he was gone, but I didn't see anyone being like, Oh, fuck him. He, he ruined the industry or anything. Like yeah. That. And I've, I saw specific tweets that said stuff like that. So that that's where I was like, Oh, okay. I get where he's coming from. And it's like, I read, you know, negative, negative, negative. Then I read that and I was like, Oh yeah, I, I get where you're coming from there. You know what I mean? So, and even people who replied to him, like there were some people that replied to him in that type of vein as well. So, 
But all right, well, we got about 10 minutes. Let's get through these SummerSlam predictions so I can get you off of here, and then I have to jump on my conference call for my actual real job. So, uh, yes, I need you to get me off. <laughs> Ooh. All right. <laughs> that being said, all right, so the card as it stands right now, we have Rollins and Riddle. We have Miz and Logan Paul. We have the United States Championship match between Theory and Lashley. We got McAfee, Corbin. Then we got the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, the Tag Team Championship, and we have the WWE Championship match. Is there anything I'm missing in there? Uh, no, I think that's everything. There's only eight matches that I know of. Okay. All right. Well, let, let's start from the let's start from what I think will probably open the show because if it doesn't, it's going to steal it anyway. I, I think Rollins and Riddle is going to get this crowd off to a very hot start. Um, man, it, this is a tough one to call because I feel like Rollins almost needs the win because he's lost a lot in big shows, but Rollins can also lose and be able to still exist. Like he's kind of yeah. hit that hit that stride, that plateau. Yeah. So I almost gotta say, I almost gotta say Riddle for me. Um, and I, I, I'm not well. I'm not going to do my picks. I'll just let you do yours because we don't have a lot of time. So I'll, 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 I'll let I'll do mine with Kevin when we have a little bit more time to record. So I'll just let you go through it. All right. Yeah, I, I 100 agree. I think it's going to be Riddle solely because one Rollins he doesn't need it as much as he needs a win. Like because he's lost so much, he it's not going to be detrimental to him any any shape or form. Um, and I, I have a feeling this isn't going to be a one and done thing. I have a feeling we'll probably see it again at whatever the next pay-per-view is or something uh, they'll i think they're gonna be in their rivalry until cody's like good to go and able to come back okay all right who you got in miz and logan paul <laughs> oh god i it's hard to tell because i feel like it has to be the miz because he's gonna be the only person to get you know any sort of cheers uh but at the same time they seem to think that logan paul's the baby face in this the scenario and it's not the case so uh i'm, I'm Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No. I was going to say, it, it, it is kind of heel versus heel, but Corey Graves made an excellent point on his podcast, and I really hope they do this, because Logan Paul has his segment where he's going to do Miz TV better than The Miz on, on Monday mm -hmm. in MSG. So tonight, he said, you know, actually, this was Vic Joseph's idea, and then kind of sparked the idea, and then, uh, and then Corey got behind it and even made it better. He said... Just give these guys a live microphone and go out there and let the audience decide. Just let them go back and forth and rip on each other and tear each other apart verbally and let the audience decide who they want to back. And I would be all for that because yeah, Miz can talk. He can talk with anybody. Logan Paul has a silver tongue. I think he'll he'll be he he does not shy away from having a live mic in his hand. I think if you just let those guys go out and cut promos on each other and just let the audience pick pick the side, I think that's the I think that's the best way to book this match. I, I agree. Um, I I'm gonna say Miz out of just hopefulness, <laughs> um, and because I mean Miz and Misses is is airing, so you know he's got to get he can't he can't be he can't be jobbing to fucking YouTubers. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Who you got with uh, Theory and Lashley? uh fuck i'm i'm again wishful thinking i'm going with lashley just because yeah. i there's no need for theory to have both the money in the bank and the u.s championship lashley needs something that he can make his own and make prestigious yeah and i i, I have a feeling like i don't know what the fuck's going on with dolph ziggler but i feel like dolph ziggler will somehow end up costing 
costume. Yeah, he seems to have theory. a little bit of a hard on for theory. So I, yeah. I'm hoping that Ziggler comes out and does something. And a lot of people think that like Brock Lesnar squashing theory on SmackDown is like a sign that they're now that McMahon's gone, they're cooling theory off. No, I don't think that's all. the case, but I mean, I was it's, like, it's eh, Brock that... Lesnar. I mean, their first interaction was theory screaming like a child <laughs> running around the elimination chamber, trying to escape him. Like, I don't think this would be a scenario where it's going to be like, Oh yeah, he, they're, they're getting rid of theory. No, he he's, he's got it. He just needs to find his path. Yeah. All right. Smackdown definitely ramped up this rivalry. Um, Corbin jumping over the barricade and just putting the, boots to McAfee I think this is gonna be a fun match uh who got McAfee or Corbin I I agree I unfortunately as much as I want McAfee to win I think it's gonna be Corbin just because it seems like they have more plans for him where McAfee I feel like he's just gonna go back to being a commentator yeah it's I don't think gonna he's be gonna like be coming yeah. yeah his contract is for being a commentator so yeah all right so in a rematch of last year so, so this long-term storytelling this is a year away from Becky Lynch's return you have the Raw Women's Championship match. You got Bianca once again with the championship defending against big time Becky Lynch. So this uh, this this match will probably not do. How funny would that be if Bianca wins this match in way. three thirty seconds? <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I kind of hope not because I think they're going to have a hell of a match. But I wouldn't be mad at it if that's what they ended up doing. But what do yeah, you? Think? I th- I say I think that's what they should do. Um. When did Bianca win the belt? Was it la- at the last pay per view, or was no, it? At- she's had it for a couple now. She's had it since. Okay. Um, no, because because she's had it since WrestleMania. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, fuck, I I'm gonna say Becky just because one or two things that has to happen. Either Becky has to win, or Becky has to go away for a little bit. Because- I I kind of think that might be more what's gonna happen, but uh, I'm yeah, I I agree with you. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to say Becky. All right. Then you got the SmackDown Women's Championship. You got Liv defending against Ronda Rousey, um, the champion going in as the underdog Liv Morgan. And, uh, I mean, this is a tough one to call, honestly. I mean, it's one of those where you, you, you feel like Ronda for sure is going to win, right? But you never know what could happen to help Liv keep that title. God, I'm, 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 going, I'm going Liv. Ride or die, baby. All I've right. been I've been pro live for fucking years. I she needs this win. Ronda Ronda wants her to be the champion. Ronda needs to make sure that stays the same. I, you know, I, I, yeah. P- figure poke a doom if, if if need be. I mean, shout out to Liv because she's a part of our Twitter handle. Because without her spelling her name like that, we wouldn't have live your gimmick. So yeah. All right, and then you got the – I mean, honestly, this match is just going to be fucking awesome with uh, Jeff Jarrett as a special guest referee, the tag team championship match between the Usos and the Street Profits. Is it finally time for the Street Profits to dethrone the Usos? Jeff Jarrett can't even fucking cut a promo to be his referee for the record. <laughs> um, but uh... He's got a lot going on right now. He's got the Flair's last match storyline going on. <laughs> plus, he's got this. I mean, it's a busy. I just I saw match, but... I saw someone put out in his promo that he said like he just poorly worded a sentence where he was trying to say he was going to be like a great referee, and he said I'm going to referee good or something like that. Yeah, and it just cracked me up. He said the same uh, thing I'm going... three times too, just in a different way. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going with uh, and I can't hate him for that because I do that too. Uh, I'm going with Street Profits. It's time. All right. It's 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 fucking time and and. 
that's going to lead into my uh, prediction for the, the main event. All right. And what's your prediction for the main event? Now that it's going to happen because Brock did not walk out on WWE. He came back. Or at least, or at least he, yeah, he came back. He went and had a steak, cooled off, and was like, all right, fuck it. I honestly feel that he never actually walked out. I honestly feel like they were like, hey, we're going to bump you to the end and have you do something because we're going to have Stephanie open the show. And he's like, all right, well, I don't need to be here for five hours. I'm going to go have a nap and, to your point, have a steak and I'll be back. Like I and then people were just like, oh yeah, he walked out. You know what I mean? I think they played it up, but I don't. Th- it, it, I don't it could think be it was... that, but it could also it also could have been a, a situation where he did. You know, he's a very emotional person. He is. He, 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 is. he does. He does shit without thinking. And this could be one of those scenarios where he's like, oh, Vance is gone. Fuck that, and walked out. And he's not going to be treated the same. Right. Um, and right. they probably had Paul Heyman call him and, and shit. But yeah, Brock's winning, and I'm going to blame this 100 percent on Mattel for revealing the ultimate edition Brock Lesnar figure that has both belts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Brock wins and it's Mattel's fault. So, yep. so we're going to, we're going to have the bloodline with no championships when this ends. That's, that's what I, if, if I, if either of them lose, they both lose. Cause I, I don't see them having Roman keep the belt or Roman lose the belt and the USOs keep theirs. I feel like that dynamic wouldn't work unless they're planning on breaking up the bloodline. And I don't see that happening. Okay. I think the bloodline is going to get beat and maybe go away for a little bit since Roman doesn't want to work as much until they can kind of reconfigure where they're going with the company. Okay. All right. Well, here you got Michael's opinion on all that. Now stay tuned for Kevin's because he's probably going to have a whole different take on all these different things. So, um, you know, Kevin and I will be recording here just in a couple hours for you guys. It'll be just like five seconds and we'll, we'll get into that. So thank you for listening to Michael's version of the gimmick minute wrestling podcast. Uh, I'll, I'd let you plug modern toy fair, but we're out of time. So I'll add it at the end of the show later. Okay. YouTube.com <laughs> forward slash modern toy fair. All right. There you go. All right, Michael, thanks for hopping on with me, man. I'll see you yeah. later. Talk to you later. Hey, be safe when you when you travel back, all right? I'll try. All right. All right. Bye. Later. All right, everybody. It's been about five or six hours for me, but it's only been about five or six seconds for you. This is Jason now recording with Kevin on this week's episode of the Gimmick Minute Wrestling Podcast. Michael and I already recorded our episode earlier today, um, which you literally just listened to. So now we're going to kind of go over some of the same questions and uh, stories and different things that were going on and get Kevin's take. And then we're going to do our SummerSlam predictions as well. So to start things off, Kevin, how you doing, sir? Oh, I'm doing just dandy. Just dandy. Well, that's I got a drink. I got a drink in my hand. Oh, what are you, what are you sipping on? I'm sipping on a little mighty swell seltzer. Mighty have you ever had swell it? So I've not. Yeah. It's actually a really good, you know, everybody says, Oh, seltzers are girly drinks. That's bullshit. Yeah. It takes a real man. To, it takes a real man to drink a seltzer. So yeah, um, I, I guess I can uh, take your word for it. Uh, I I would, I would I would have to say Mighty Swell is probably my favorite of all the seltzers. So so the peach I, the peach is really good. I would assume you're probably not recording in your car this week, then, right? No, I am. Oh, you are. Okay, so just drinking in the vehicle. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, it's okay. You can still get DUIs for that. <laughs> yeah, well, my my keys are out of the ignition, so. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, as I said, I actually just took them out, so. <laughs> I'm on my property. Fuck, fuck them. Right. Um. All right. Cool. So. So basically, I 
you know, Michael, he's he's in the process of moving, so I don't even know if he'll be able to record with us next week, but, um, you know, or after, I almost thought about just doing an episode, because, okay, so next week I have to travel, so we're, regardless if it's, if Michael's with us or not, my goal is to try to record immediately after SummerSlam, because it's on on a Saturday, um, and then Sunday I travel, so instead of recording from a hotel room again, I thought it would be better, you know, if we just get an episode in right after SummerSlam ends. I didn't know if you wanted to come over here for SummerSlam or, you know, whatever. We can work that out. Yeah, I didn't think of it. I have to see what I got going on. I don't think I have anything going on Sunday. So we'll, okay. we could talk off air. Yeah, definitely. So we can we can definitely talk about that and see what we can do there. But, um, but yeah, I thought if we record right away after SummerSlam, we can get our takes fresh, and then that will set the episode up for that <laughs> week. <laughs> Actually, that would be funny because the funny thing is, and I can see about with the kids and stuff because <laughs> Liam the other day was out of the blue, was like, Can we go over to Jason's again? And hang out. <laughs> I was like, what? That, that was like random. Like, why would you say that? He's like, Oh, no, I just like hanging out over there. So, oh, all right. Well, cool. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It might work out. Lily should be back from band camp, but she might have a babysitting job that night. I'll have to check with Katie, but anyway, so, um, you know, elephant in the room though. I mean, the big news that there's a lot of news that came out of WWE this week for first was that triple H resumed his position as head of talent relations, which, you know, relieves Bruce Pritchard of that job. Cause I, I, we all know from listening to Bruce, Previously in his podcast, he is not a big fan of, of that role. Um, but, you know, Triple H takes over his head to talent relations. But then Friday, out of the blue, Vince McMahon just decides to tweet, Hey, uh, I'm 77. Time for me to retire. Peace. I'm out of here. Like, what 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 thoughts went through your head when you when you read that, when you saw that? Well, first thing I thought was this can't be real. Because um, I literally had checked twitter and that was the first tweet that popped up and it was like 49 seconds ago so i was like okay give this a minute so i you know i mean i exited out (laughs) and literally waited in like two three minutes and it was like blowing up like crazy and was wondering like is this legit or not but like Honestly, like I started checking a bunch of things, and it was it was I mean it was from him. It was like his Twitter handle. I know, of course, people were saying like he got hacked or whatever, but like that was my immediate reaction was the question: Did he get hacked, or is this real life? And of course, well, somebody, 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 somebody did have one. Obviously, it was like his profile pic, and like said Vince McMahon but then it was obviously a different Twitter handle and right, you know, yeah. somebody tweeted like somebody tweeted psych you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was funny but yeah it's uh I don't I don't even know uh I mean now that I've like read some stuff from a bunch of people and like obviously the first person I read it from was Dave Meltzer which <laughs> like it wasn't which I was like, okay, but then I like I started reading a bunch of like other credible people of kind of like, I mean, we all kind of knew maybe it was coming, mm-hmm. like something. I mean, we fan- um, we fantasy booked this what a week ago or two weeks ago. Like we, we yeah, we I mean, spent we spent some time talking like, about it. What what would what would it look like? And here we are. 
Yeah, and then once, like I said, once you know, <clears throat> some more credible sources were kind of saying why is kind of like what was his like final like, okay, I might as well just step away completely. It kind of like I guess all made sense, what? especially when like WWE like was reporting like, um, the financials mm-hmm. about the fourteen point six million that he never like claimed or whatever so that was kind of like i guess the final push out for him yeah and that, and that makes sense i, I think at, at some point too much negative press is 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 no good you know so getting out while you can now do i do i necessarily believe the rumors that paul london is trying to create that you know, there was some sort of thing with Ashley Macero and and shit like that. No, I I honestly I really don't at all because I I I read that and then I listened to the clip and he sounds vague as hell and he literally sounds like he's lying. And he and Renee Dupree to me are not very credible people when it comes to. I mean, I feel like they just stir shit up and talk shit because they don't have a good relationship with WWE and they clearly don't want one, right? Mm-hmm. So. I, I don't really I don't really buy a lot into that. The stuff that ha- that has to do with the allegations against him are all literally just rumor and innuendo. Nobody really fucking knows anything. Okay? Like even the board of directors that are uncovering some of this stuff, it, it's about the payoffs. It's not about what happened. These are all non disclosure agreements, like people like the people involved are not allowed to talk about it. That is the point of a non-disclosure agreement. So you were never going to really know what happened in these relationships that he's paid off and things like that. But the, the bottom line is he did pay money and he did not use money out of his own pocket. He used company money. And that is where there's a big problem, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, yeah. that he is guilty of. And it, that's not a criminal offense. It's just stupidity and you owe your shareholders money. So you have to do something to save face. Now, the funny thing is, though, he's shorting himself still, though, too, because he's the majority shareholder. I mean, that's the the majority profits go to him anyway. So it's kind of funny how that all works out. But And he's still, yes. even now, the majority shareholder. So that, that's not, that hasn't even changed. Right, (laughs) so um, he's just no longer head of creative. He's no longer CEO. He's literally just a a member of the board of directors, and that's it. Um, But I think what what really surprised some people and what what we were all curious about is who would take over as that head of creative, and it turns out it's going to be Triple H. So is he going to be head of talent relations and head of creative? Is that what I'm to believe? Yes. That's what I'm told, and I am told. Well, no, I'm not told. Nobody <laughs> told me anything. <laughs> Sorry, I think because we. Were... <laughs> anyway, Jesus. What I what um, I read, what I what I've determined or assessed from the yeah, situation. Yeah, because I'm so close to everybody there. Jesus Christ, <laughs> Kevin. Um, what I believe, or what I've heard, read, um, is that and um. That I guess he's gonna have a big thing with taking back over NXT too. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, I, I'm thinking with NXT, I still think like Sean's gonna pretty much run it. Yeah, but like it's just gonna be kind of like we talked about, like when it comes to like approval stuff. Like 
Sean might run something by like, hey, what do you think? You know, just he's going to kind of get his foot back in the door yeah. a little bit with NXT. Um, yeah, I but I believe, yeah, talent relations <laughs> and creative. The other thing I read today, too, was because somebody was questioning about like Paul Heyman mm-hmm. now that Stephanie is co-CEO and obviously they've had a checkered past, especially when like, you know, Stephanie was in charge of SmackDown. Paul was the head writer. And then that was that big fallout they had back in like 2004, um, right before like he kind of came back before like one night stand. And then like, you know, then the reboot of ECW and then they had that really bad falling out where he even said like you know after that falling out after the debacle of ECW you would have never thought I'd be back here so but what I read was that they do think highly of Paul obviously Heyman mm-hmm. and he's obviously he he has a big part with not only Roman not only Brock but Ronda Rousey too like those three are like his Paul Heyman people so from what I saw was that like he's almost going to be kind of in their inner circle of when it comes to creative as well. So if like Triple H is head of creative, like Paul Heyman's going to be like right under him. So I, I spent some time in my car today and I got to listen to some, some shows and I, I listened to Eric Bischoff and, and what he said kind of resonated with me and that, and, and he was talking kind of about, Bruce Pritchard too, right? And and his him not necessarily having a, a good past with Stephanie with, with some different things that have happened. But Eric kind of presented it as this, like Stephanie is so much like her dad in the sense whereas if something happens in the past that stays there, she's all about what can you do to help my company right now. Mm-hmm. And she is very much of the mindset to whereas it doesn't matter what you've said in the past. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. It's it's who you are right now, and if you're helping us out or you're hurting us. So in that in that in that mindset, I don't necessarily think that that Paul or Bruce, you know, right now they're contributing very well to the WWE product. So I don't see either one of them going anywhere, honestly. And you know, it, and and if. You know, if you have Sean running NXT, if you have Bruce running Raw, and you have Paul running SmackDown, and everything funnels to Triple H, who's also in charge of hiring the talent, then that could be a very, very productive system. And and mm-hmm. if you think for a second that the WWE creative process is going to be run the same way, now, I mean... A big part of, you know, Paul Heyman and Bruce Pritchard's problems were the amount of stress they were under with everything that changed so frequently. You know, Triple H and Stephanie have to be cognizant of that. That had to have driven them mm-hmm. crazy, too, but they're family, so what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I, I don't see either one of them or, you know, if Triple H is ahead of creative, I don't see him running creative anywhere near like what Vince McMahon did. Maybe down the road when he becomes like senile and crazy and starts second guessing himself. But like right now, I don't I don't see that being the case. Like, I feel, no. like, I feel like he's going to he's going to have a, a more streamlined process and, and more of a plan in place and like character development, long-term stories and things like that. So it's not going to feel so like crazy week to week, but that that's my yeah. opinion, obviously, but 
Yeah, and I think, like, the difference between, like, Triple H and Stephanie as opposed to Vince is that they probably like to sleep. Yeah, so, I'm sure. <laughs> I, so, like, I don't think it's – although I'm sure they think about 24-7, but, like, I don't think they're going to be, like, that nuts over it. And that's only going to be good for, um, you know, writers, producers, agents, you yeah. know. Like Bischoff, so, Bischoff kind of went in detail of the process of everything and said, like, you know, there'd be times that, you know, you would meet with somebody, you'd be trying to get a story in, you know, you'd have to wait for him to call you back because you have to run it through Vince first. And he might call you at two o'clock in the afternoon or he might call you at five in the morning, but you have to be ready to, like, answer that call and answer it. And, and speak to like whatever it is you well, need to speak to and then he said then you would have all this stuff set up but then on monday the talent gets there and some certain talent have say in things that they do a little bit more say than what others do so then you get there and then the talent has a conversation unbeknownst to you behind your back with vince himself and all of a sudden everything's changed and then you have to literally rewrite the show like hours into it and just describing that process just sounds absolutely maddening you know yeah and and that's and that's where like uh, rick flair used to always say about like hogan with his creative control in wcw he's like you couldn't book a show yeah. he said that's why like nitros and stuff were always i mean that's no that's not hogan's fault that's the deal he got yeah. And that's what Flair even said. He's like, that's, I mean, that, I mean, you know, yeah, it's kind of shitty, but like, that's the deal he had. Like, he's like, you couldn't, you couldn't write a show because, especially when he's the world champion and he's the focal point, like, how are you going to, and that was the other thing too with Paul Heyman. Like, what led to his, like, leaving in 2004 was he would talk about how, like, you know, back then it would be so intense because, like, you know, you know, on Saturday, Vince would be at home on Saturdays, and he would get bored. So then he would want to do <laughs> conference calls all day about SmackDown and Raw. And he's like, we already talked about the show on Thursday, and we talked about it on Friday, and we talked about it on Wednesday, and we talked about it every day, and then we'd have to, like, talk about it again, you know. So, yeah, the intensity, like, I could, I, I could not imagine. Yeah, yeah, I mean... like. Nobody wants to to have to go through that, so I'm sure there's a lot of people maybe relieved a little bit that Vince is gone yeah. because they don't have to deal with that. Um, you know, the other thing we talked about too was some of the some of the backlash that that came about this. Like, um, did you see Tony Khan's tweet? I did. <laughs> what What was your reaction to that? I I mean just. Listen, I I don't have anything against Tony Khan. I I love his passion. I you know what I mean I love what he's trying to do. You know what I mean? Like I got nothing against the guy. He's just trying to run his company the way I guess he thinks he does mm-hmm. or he should. And he's he is you know they're putting out good products. Um, but there's just a little bit of like immaturity, I guess, with it. Yeah, and, and like it, you don't. It's been a common theme with him throughout. Like his 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 fandom shows a little too much at the wrong times. Yeah, yeah. Which is nothing wrong with being a fan, but like you still got to be like a boss and an owner. Right. And like you just don't. I mean, if you're gonna tweet anything, just say you know, congratulations, Vince, on your retirement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just leave it at that. Did you see his? Thank you. 
did you see his uh, his um, reasoning for it? So I guess at the death before mm-hmm. dishonor like press conference, he it, it was brought up during the media conference, and and he was he tried to explain it by saying that I was referencing AEW Rampage is on in just a in just a fact one big one of the big major companies of what I would consider the big three. I'm the longest tenured New Japan president uh, Takanami. Uh, and now there's a new CEO in WWE. If you consider it pro wrestling, then it's a fair statement. I thought it was a factual statement, a note to promote Rampage, but that's all it was. I can't say anything else about it. I hopefully maybe got some eyeballs on Rampage, and I really care about Rampage a lot. That that was his his rationale for. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, he did get people talking, I guess. So yeah, but did, I mean, and, and I brought this point up to Mike. Like, yeah, maybe he got people talking, but did he? Because re- Mike said something about, well, yeah, because you know all these you know fanboys that hate WWE would see that tweet and blah blah blah. But those are the same people that are already watching Rampage. So did it really mm-hmm. do anything to help put more eyes on Rampage? Right. Exactly. I mean, I guess we'd have Chris, to see the ratings when they come out, but I. <laughs> I don't know if it really made a big difference. Somebody somebody tweeted something about I think it was on one of those Seinfeld posts on Facebook about how um I still think like I still think it's funny that um Seinfeld reruns at two AM in the morning on Nick at night still get better ratings than Rampage or something. Oh god. Jeez. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, um so. Yeah. Uh and you know, and Rampage honestly I I tuned in this week specifically to see the rap battle between Max Caster and, and Austin Gunn because that shit was – did you get a chance to watch that at all? I, I, I did get to see uh, Max Caster's part. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, but I, 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 I've honestly only probably watched maybe a handful ep- episodes of Rampage. Like probably the, the episode of uh, Omega and Christian. Mm-hmm. The Impact World Title, uh, <clears throat> Punk's Return. Like I haven't really caught too many rampages. So I know you. Um, you might not watch Rampage this week, but I I know you had to have watched Dynamite, right? You got to see the barbed wire everywhere match. I did, dude. How freaking crazy was that? It it wasn't it was it was crazy until the kind of like <laughs> little botch at the end. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, did yeah. you catch? I mean, I that was just a missed time. Yeah, it was a missed time. Missed and time, Kingston was pissed. <laughs> oh yeah, like I mean that. I mean the match was already over at that point. It was just the the little you know. King... They just they just they just fucked up. Who was to do what? Because Jericho went for the Judas effect. And then, like, he almost, like, gave it to Sammy or something. Uh, or they yeah. almost, like, that was just, I mean, other than that, I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah. other than that, it was it was pretty insane. How about fucking Jericho getting a broken nose Yeah, on yeah. that chair? Like, what's insane to me is, like, him being okay to bleed, like, especially after, you know, the pulmonary embolism and being on the blood right. thinners and stuff, right. which, I mean, he must be he must be fine now, you know, which is. Well, thing, and, and but... how how scary was that too when he got dropped in that barbed wire, whatever that pit thing that they had set up, and he, you know his, uh, his he was trapped in there. Did you see the aftermath oh, yeah. video oh, of them yeah. cutting him out? Like he was like yelling for them to get like bolt cutters because he's like, get, get me the fuck out of here! <laughs> Come yeah. on. Yeah, um, that was his leg was cut I, pretty I... bad. They had to put like gauze on his leg to, when they were putting him back in the ambulance or on the stretcher job and stuff like that. But 
But I mean, come on, how awesome was it? The fact that Justin Roberts' microphone had barbed wire on. Yeah, and then Kingston grabbed too. it and started beating the shit out of him. With yeah, it. yeah, but like, like at least they went with the theme of barbed wire everywhere. Oh, yeah. Like that was pretty. That was even, pretty even cool. Even the timekeeper so. bell had barbed wire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do I? Told... Yeah, it just. Oh god, good. No, I was just saying. I mean, I, I like Eddie Kingston. He's just, he's just kind of like, he's awkward to me. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, um, he's not but... perfect, but that's part of his charm. Yeah, that that is for sure. Um, no, it it was cool. Like I, you know, I, I love anytime Chris Jericho does the painmaker. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's it's almost like a demon and, and Balor. They made sure to kind of like add that to it too, because they're like undefeated in AEW. Like Chris Jericho mm-hmm. obviously is not undefeated in AEW, but the painmaker character is, even though he yeah. literally doesn't change his appearance other than putting some eye black on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And wears spiky shoulder pads in his uh, in his leather jacket, but yeah, he talked about the origin of it too on one of his podcasts. Like he, it was just him talking about the whole. It was like an hour long episode just mm-hmm. talking about the whole origins of the pain maker. So oh, he, lo- could, it, he, it, he it, loves those hour long episodes where he puts himself over the whole time. Oh yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> oh, love Jericho. Um, yeah. But. Uh, what else was I gonna say about that? Um, oh, I totally saw the Anna J thing coming too. The Anna J turn, like I saw that shit coming a mile away. I was like, oh, yeah. uh, like even when her and uh, Tay had like a little thing, it might have been the the episode of Rampage before that or something like that. I kind of felt it, and I was like, oh man, wouldn't that be something if they turned Anna J and she went along with Tay? Because that's like her best friend, right? So mm-hmm. you know, she's gonna take out for her friend and. I was like, man. Yeah, that was crazy. The whole Luchasaurus Jungle Boy thing. Yeah, that that was. I, that was yeah, I forgot to there. ask Michael about that because he only got his Dark Luchasaurus for a couple of weeks, and boom, all of a sudden he turned right back. Like I thought that I, was crazy. Yeah, I, but I still think like something's like there's more to it. I I have a feeling. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I Maybe. think it's I, I think it's going to be kind of like they almost somebody like almost was comparing it to like was is it going to be like. Uh, like Kane. So like Kane, remember when he, okay, he first came in late '97, but then remember right before Royal Rumble '98 when Sean hurt like fucked up his back. Yeah. Right before that, Kane was doing these things where he was standing side by side with the Undertaker, especially after those like that month or two of attacking him. Right. And then and then he returned on him at the Royal Rumble and then lit the casket on. Fire. Mm-hmm. So I like somebody almost compared to like they see like maybe that happening. So I could see that. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's it's. I, I don't know if they necessarily put all that much. I, like, I feel like it. I don't know. I I wonder how much of it they've really pre-planned out. But I guess it's if Christian has his hands on the storyline, then there could be a lot more in, in, uh, intricacy to it like that yeah. to that point so it'd be interesting to see kind of what 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 happens and where they go from there um i'm trying to think of what else happened uh i don't know what else much happened but there was two other things i wanted to talk about real quick go ahead one is the um ring of honor show oh yeah death before design i have not got a chance to watch it yet but i've heard it was really so a couple matches so yeah yeah um i i i didn't watch any of it or whatever i watched highlights two out of three falls 
tag team title match. Briscoes and FTR <laughs> might be match of the year. Okay. I mean, just I mean, I I always got to see highlights of it, but I really hope I could find the whole. Like they went almost forty five minutes. It's on that two website. out of three falls. It's available on that website. That is I it okay? You before yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I want to go back and like try to watch the whole thing. Just what I saw, unbelievable. Just like, I mean. You know, we talk about, like, you know, obviously we love sports entertainment, but, like, you know, we all fell in love with pro wrestling. Mm. And, like, this was pro wrestling. Like, storytelling, just drama, like, action, like, just, you know, entertainment. It had everything. Like, probably, like, you know, their previous match, a lot of people said it was, like, a barber, like, amazing match. Like, I guess this one, like, exceeded it just from everything I've, you know, <clears throat> heard or whatever. So, but, like, from what I saw or whatever, unbelievable match. Like, if there's only one thing to go back and watch that from that pay-per-view, it's probably going to be that match. Yeah, without so. a doubt. And I, I wanted to see that match and also wanted to, even though I already know the results with Cesaro winning the ROH world title, I, I still wanted to see that match with uh, John Gresham as well. Which I, which I guess Gresham asked for his release. Yeah, and... not, not only asked for the release, but he cussed out Tony Khan and then asked mm-hmm. for his release. Um, but I guess uh, Tully Blanchard got released too, or he's gone too. Really? From Yeah. Wow. So Interesting. I don't know the whole stories. I just... Yeah, from from what from what I understand, but again, you know, just just like in WWE, I I I'm I'm not gonna say that I believe everything that I'm hearing or reading because a lot of the shit, you know, is is rumor, right? But um, you know, I guess it was a communication issue. Whereas like going into the pay per view, not knowing certain things, like I guess I guess that was his main issue was he was he didn't feel like there was a lot of communication with with Tony Khan. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, whether that's Tully Blanchard's issue or not, I'm not sure. But Brian Cage's tweet was really funny. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that or not. I, I didn't. didn't. <laughs> it, it was like a it was like two pictures of him in like basically in a mirror. And one of them said, like, here today, gone tomorrow or something like that. Oh, like, Jesus. it just, um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty funny. But well, well, the other thing I want to talk about real quick, and I want to get your take on it. Ooh. So I'll take the lead on this too. The build up to the main event <clears throat> that we talked a little bit about go about Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, yeah. I thought did that was you did you did you did you see the the video that I kind of briefly talked about last week about the parking lot attack? Yeah, I did watch that. Yep. Um, so that was you know very well done Mm -hmm. like to the point of me like almost like oh my god this is like like hard to watch yeah and did you by chance get a chance to listen to the latest episode of my world i i didn't i I didn't but i did see the clip where he and conrad were arguing back and forth okay so that was the whole show that was just them back and forth the whole time the whole i mean Mm. I, obviously it's all work. Oh, it's it we was a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's but all, it's all it, build up. It made you, when you listen to it, so uncomfortable mm-hmm. to where like you believe it's not a work. That's cool. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like I just never like Conrad basically just <clears throat> like, you know, he said, Hey, it's Conrad. And they listen to my world with Jeff Jarrett. Like that's how he opened like that, that tone. Huh. Like not, and then like he ended the show. He's like, 
and I guess we'll be here next week. I don't know if it's going to be me or Paul Bromwell. You know, we'll see. So, flareslastmatch.com, July 31st. And then that's how the show ended. Wow. Like, that was, he was, it was like such a somber thing the whole time. Like, I mean, it, it, definitely gotta go back just go back and listen to that episode yeah i mean but the whole bill i had to watch the um they had one more video tonight one more build up they had like a contract signing Mm. so and then andrade was actually there too but the thing was also was that um on the latest episode to be the man um they talked about a little bit too and even flair got his digs in or whatever too so yeah. You know this all has to come. I mean, obviously the guys involved and stuff, but like you know, Conrad's got his hand all oh, yeah. over I'm, this. If, for him promoting his first ever show, <laughs> I mean, he's he's doing a really good job of of helping build a story going into it, and and the card that he has set up as well, man. Like when you th- when you think about it, right? This is probably the first show that has people from. ROH, AEW, New Japan, um, Impact, and WWE talent on it because you got Jeff Jarrett is the referee <laughs> of the Usos yeah. and New or Usos and Street Profits like literally the next night, and he is a, a he is a employee of WWE. So you have a WWE talent, you have AEW talent, you have Ring of Honor, New Japan talent. You have just regular other indie wrestlers too, like you know, uh, you know, Killer Cross, who's who's not really signed with any promotions right now, or you know, major promotions right now. You got people from Game Changer Wrestling that are going to be on this card. So like mm-hmm. all these different facets on one card. And I, mean, I mean, he's got people like he's got Nia Jax, he's got Paige. Um, yeah, they're going to be at the uh, the Starcast part of it, right? The speaker. yeah, yep. Yeah, and then um, I believe Charlotte's going to be there. Oh wow, she's gonna, she's going to be there ringside, I guess. Yeah, because he um, said that actually, um, his his uh, Rick's ex wife, like Megan's mom, is going to be in attendance because she was Leslie, there for his, yeah. she was there for his first match and is going to be there for his last match. Like that's that's pretty crazy too. Yeah, but from what I heard, Charlotte's going to be either ringside or she might be in their corner. Oh wow! You know, Karen's Karen's going to be in their corner too. Yeah. So they have Charlotte. So that yeah. So you have another WWE talent then. That that's crazy. That that's. But I mean, WWE's done that for other people too. You know what I mean? They've had like memorial shows where they'll send people and different things like that. So it's yeah. I I think I think I I think if this was like three years ago, a lot of that would not happen. Yeah, probably because especially because like there was a Starcast event. Um, Conrad talked about. It. I don't know if it was like his first one, second one, something this like the that. The one Taker was supposed to be at, but they yeah, made he, him, he yeah yeah he he had Taker booked and Taker agreed to it, and then they found out and they pulled the plug. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's you know, am I going to order it and watch it? Probably not. But like, oh, it'll, it'll be know. on the it'll be on that website. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll be on that website for sure. Um, Just have to wait in a couple hours and watch it. Yeah, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, it's, you know, Flair and Jared are going to be nice and protected mm-hmm. with Lethal and Eldrade, you know. Um, Andrade, yeah. Andrade. Um, but, yeah, just like, you know what I mean? Like, it, like Jared has some good digs as far as build-up and stuff, whatever, on 
the one podcast and then on even flair on his podcast was talking like you know talking about andrade and stuff because conrad kept digging that Jarrett saying like well this is probably gonna be your last match too <laughs> because once <laughs> once andrade gets a hold of you and this and that yeah. and then Jarrett was talking shit on andrade and then flair <laughs> came back and he's like are you kidding me he said i tell you what how about i take you to where andrade grew up and like the you know wrong side of the town in mexico and stuff see how tough this guy is or whatever because jerry's saying he's not tough and he's like <laughs> you don't think he's tough give me a fucking break so right. yeah the whole build the whole build up to it and the cinematography too of all these videos has just been you know awesome like i i love it like even flair had that one promo or whatever and you know he cursed a little more and he you know probably should you know you, you <laughs> should have but you know but like but but it was like 1985 rick flair you know what i mean like it was pretty sweet and there was flair he had another tweet or whatever he was doing free squats and he got up to like 500 and once he got to 500 he stood up and he's like fuck you jared fuck you <laughs> he's like i'm gonna go have a drink fuck you pussy or something like that so Oh, oh man, good good for Rick. I mean, I mean, they got to build up the intrigue, right? I mean, it's it's. Uh... I mean, they but they but they even built it to where like, when when Jared took the the high heel shoe and was stabbing him in the head, mm-hmm. like they were they were making you believe like it was hard way, yeah. like that was not even though like if you really watched back that video, you could see the fucking blade <laughs> in player's hand just how he's holding his hand or whatever right, so right. but they making you believe so yeah i mean that's that's good i mean it's it, at least that's you know at least they're having some fun with it right it's not just going to be a, a match to have a match like they're they're trying to put some stakes on it put some person you know put some uh you know put some heat behind it i mean that's that's the way that you build and you promote because everything else that's on the card is just a match on the card. Right. But this, this is the, the main event that this is what you're, you're paying for. So you're trying to get, I people... mean, they're doing a bunkhouse stampede and bully rays in the bunkhouse stampede. I saw that. Yeah. I, I love oh. the prizes for it. It's like a belt buckle and some like bronze boots or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus. Oh, good. Show. Oh, I love it. Um, but uh yeah i and then you know i'm trying to think there was like one other thing that we talked about i was gonna try and we talked a little bit about the flares last match not quite as in detail as this though um you know we talked about stuff that happened on because 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 mike probably doesn't care because it's not for the up up down down championships (laughs) we talked about oh i i guess i guess with the the whole cesaro winning the roh title you know, the internet wrestling community had a field day with this, you know, with the whole, well, it took Tony Khan only one month to put a world t- championship on him, you know, where the WWE couldn't even do it the entire time he was there. Like, okay, I get it. Cesaro probably could have been world champion. I, I get it. But don't act like the dude just sat in catering. I mean, he had a very prestigious spot. I mean, he was, what, Intercontinental champion. He was a tag team champion. He he was put in very big roles in the company. He was put in big matches and he, he did a lot right now. That being said, the ROH championship isn't exactly the TNT championship. It's not even, it's definitely not the AEW world championship. It's their B show world title. Now that being said, I'm not trying to disparage Cesaro at all. He is going to do way more for that, that championship title than, John Gresham could do. And, and that's not saying, 
no pun intended, I don't want to sell John Gresham short. The guy is phenomenal in the ring. But at the same time, he isn't the name that Claudio is, right? Claudio yeah. comes with prestige. He comes with a name. He's going to, especially, you know, in the position he is with AEW, being in the in the Blackpool Combat Club, he's going to elevate that title to being a household name, right? Right now, it's not. Uh, somebody had tweeted out, I brought this up with Mike, that, um, you know, somebody had, like, uh, put like a comparison of how often championships are like talked about like online and on TV and like different things like that. And the, the data showed that the 24 seven championship was more prestigious than the ROH world title. I don't necessarily feel that that's yeah. true, but it's still, it was still kind of funny at, at the same time. But, but at the same time though, like it's, it's not a, it, it, it's not what it was at one point in time. Right. The ROH world title was like one of the best wrestlers to, you know, the best professional wrestlers Pro, held that yeah, title. Best, I would say the best independent professional wrestler. Yeah. And guys that were primed to go to WWE in the past have held that title. Now, it, since then, it's not become that right. It's, it's, it's been a placeholder in, in a footnote for the most part. Like most people don't even, you know, if you, if you were to ask a hundred wrestling fans, you know, even casual fans, even some hardcore fans, you, you may not get, you may get a 50, 50 response on, on who the ROH champion is. And that, and like I said, that's not a shot at John Grisham. It's just the company was dead until a couple of months ago. Right. So, I mean, honestly, I mean, honestly to me, like ring of honor, like until I like learned about it, like I, I never really knew much about it. I mean, I heard of ring of honor, but like you can never find it anywhere. Like to me, like Ring of Honor was like remember CZW, like where yeah. John Moxley came from yeah. and stuff. Like, like obviously not the same like you know death style matches and crazy shit. But like to me, that was kind of like its level. Like Ring of Honor just never, like yeah. I said, it was you know the leading independent, leading uh, minor league. Yeah, basically, a, a lot of ground. big names came from Ring of Honor, but they were not household names until they got to WWE. You know, they they cut their teeth in Ring of Honor and then, <clears> and then went on to have success. And same which, thing with which, CZW which, too. Which is my debate of like world championships. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you and I could start up a wrestling promotion tomorrow and have a world title, but like, is it really a world? title right is it you know what i mean the prestigious like, like the history and stuff like that like 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 to, like to me the, the last world championship was the day that like when the nwa became world championship wrestling like that was the day a world title like died because like a traveling champion because like even like look at WWE. It's universal now. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like their heavyweight title, like for years, like especially like when Hogan had it, and then like you know you get into like the Bret Hart era or whatever, they don't call it. They never ever ever called it. Even though it said World on the title, they always said WWF Championship. They never ever said World WWF World, World Heavyweight, heavyweight Championship. Championship. Yeah. You know, it's just like it's. But this to, to that argument though, 
it's still defended around the world. It's just done yeah. with the same company. I mean, they still travel. I mean, it's going to be defended in Cardiff here in in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so, I mean, like those promotions, like could get away with calling it a World Heavyweight Championship, like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like places like Ring of Honor, you know, what I mean, stuff like that, like you know, it should just be the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. You know what I mean, like take out the world i guess and i and i don't i don't want anybody to think too i'm not trying to disparage claudio i love claudio i think he's great and, and i think he was underutilized you know to a certain extent he was underutilized in wwe uh he he should have had that main event spot you know what i mean he deserved better than to be basically punked by roman and then never share ring with him again like like it happened to him towards the end of his wwe career like, it, it, sh- it should it should have been to where like there was another match or two series yeah. to where like make make you like believe like oh my god like he's gonna fucking beat him yeah like i mean th- that moment alone was just was that was that was a terrible moment and this should never happen to the guy i love claudio I- i'm happy for him i think he's in a great spot with what he's doing right now and, I, and like i said i think he's fully going to elevate that championship without a doubt 100 percent, he's going to make that championship more prestigious than what it is right now but i don't think it's as big of a deal like you know what i mean like it's not as big of a deal as what some people are making it out to be mm, you know? no it's still a big moment no. for him and a big moment for him in his career and you know he, he's going to make it even bigger but again it's, it's it's almost ring of honor is almost like to me right now like nxt yeah yeah without doubt i mean it basically because is like nxt y- yeah, I mean, cause, so like, as far as like, you know, NXT, they don't their title is not the world world title. It's just the NXT champion, you right. know. So which which I like, you know, what I mean that makes it more like okay, it's just this is what it is right here. So I think that's where like Ring of Honor, you know, needs to be like that level. No, I agree. <clears throat> I, agree. I was gonna bring up something. I remember watching NXT this week. Oh, I was gonna. I I didn't talk about this with Michael, but um. Man, I'll tell you what, uh, they really stepped into something with this Cora Jade storyline. Did you catch catch that? Throwing the belt in the trash. and Yeah, uh, and so the whole turn on Roxanne Perez, like that was, like I, 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 I can only compare it to something that I've seen before, but the whole vibe of this rivalry feels very Sasha Bailey. So I feel like they, mm-hmm. they captured that lightning in the bottle maybe a second time. But, man, the heat of throwing that tag title into the trash, like, the, even that, like, wow. I, I could I was honestly really shocked that they even did that. Yeah. But Speaking of Sasha Bailey, did you see they were spotted together somewhere recently or something? Oh, really? Well, yeah, they were at some concert or something, and the fan took a picture with them or something. Oh, that's cool. Um, so, yeah. If, 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 there's, if that's something that needs to be uh, – redone which i think will yeah like it is sasha banks i think that's we we talked about a little bit last week as far as like with vince if triple h if jeff triple h takes over or whatever like who what but like i don't know if we mentioned sasha i could see so i i was i was thinking about this today i of of some certain people i could see coming back to wwe i i think cross and scarlet would be on that list um, I could see, you know, something happening with Sasha where they could bring her back in, um, you know, with, with diff- a different creative process. I think um, 
trying to think like I you know all these other guys have already signed with with AEW, but I could see like let's say Swerve was still a free agent, you know you could bring Hit Row back. You know what I mean? Like those are people like mm-hmm. Triple H had in prestigious spots, and then they just got rid of him. You know, if he's the head of talent, he can sign back whoever the fuck he wants. You know what I mean? So I I think at some point you might start seeing some of these people that left WWE that haven't really latched on with, with anywhere yet. That've been kind of like holding on doing that little like in between dance, maybe start showing back up possibly, maybe not. I mean, I could be wrong, yeah. you know, that cause they, they definitely and, went in a different direction with NXT 2.0 <clears throat> and they are building some stars, but. And I, and I, and I start to wonder about certain people like, like the Shinsuke's and mm-hmm. <clears throat> Bobby Roode's and, They'll have like you know bigger, I mean? bigger roles now that yeah, it's just, it's just it's gonna be real interesting. Like if if it's Triple H NXT, like you know the era of like Sasha Bailey, you know, you know Shinsuke, Bobby Roode, Gargano, Adam Cole, Finn Balor, like, you know, yeah, Balor, Champa, like you know what I mean? Like if it's like that. Does does Champa in theory get their first names back now that Triple H is head of uh, creative? God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, we can we can get to Royal Rumble because we've already gone about close to an hour now, and I I did about a half hour with Michael. So, um, damn, we're gonna we're gonna predict that Royal Rumble already? No, did I say Royal Rumble? I meant SummerSlam. Sorry, it's <laughs> it's, it's been a day. Um, all right, let me bring up my list real quick, unless there's anything else that I'm missing or didn't think about. No, I think we should get to it. Yeah, all right. All right, so we started off with the, um, you know, the undercard. We got Riddle versus Rollins, which honestly, to me, I think should lead off the show because I think that that would be a good way to really get the crowd into it. Um, I said it'll probably be Riddle because at this point it doesn't matter matter if Seth wins or loses – but then, and that, that's who Michael ended up picking. But then I started to think about it. I, I'm thinking it's actually going to be Seth because I feel like this this is going to go on a little bit longer. And and I think Riddle is also somebody that can survive losing. And I think Rollins needs to be made a little bit stronger after his rivalry with Cody. So I, I'm going to actually pick Seth in that one. Yeah, I'd say Seth too. Especially, I saw a tweet the other day about how he has like 50 losses this year already or something. Which I don't even know how that's possible, but yeah, um, yeah, I would go with Seth. All right, and then we had, and I didn't get a chance to see Raw tonight. I really hope this happened. Okay, so you got Miz versus Logan Paul, which is heel versus heel, right? I was listening to After the Bell, and Vic Joseph said something which sparked an idea in Corey Graves that he absolutely flipped out over, and he was like, "They need, to, we need to do this. This needs to be the creative behind this." He said that because they're both heels, right? So the audience is going to choose one to cheer, more than likely Miz because, you know, he's the constant, right? He said, though, what they need to do is just, you know, they had a a segment tonight on Raw, and they just need to give both those guys a microphone and just let them go out and talk and see who the audience gravitates to. Just let the audience choose. Let them just go out and rip on each other and see who the audience favors and just go from there. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, if it was me, that if I was that audience member, like I'd favor the Miz because, like, when Logan Paul came out last week, he was just, he was too aggressive. <laughs> you could tell, like, yeah, just how green he is with trying to, like, he was just trying too hard. 
and like the Miz kind of just like just sits back and is like, hmm, like hmm, really, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> but somebody actually tweeted today. They're like, if I wanted to see a guy from Parma fight a guy from Euclid, I would just go to a <laughs> Browns game or something <laughs> like that. Or whatever. Uh. That being said, though, I feel like they're gonna give Paul the win because they're gonna establish him as a as a person. Um, you know, I, I I don't know, but I, I'm gonna go Logan Paul. What about you? Um, I guess that would make sense. Um, yeah, I guess just Logan Paul. All right, but but I guess but I could see Miz winning. Yeah, Michael chose Miz. So uh, and then you got the United States Championship match. Theory's gonna defend against Bobby Lashley. Um. I mean, I don't, I don't see any universe where Lashley doesn't win this. I, I feel like Dolph Ziggler somehow will end up costing Theory because it looks like they're building something with that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> I don't see uh, any reason to put the U.S. title back on him. But yeah, I guess I go Lashley. So, Although this is another match where I can <laughs> see Theory winning it back, though. So I guess this is a good time to mention, right? Uh, what happened on SmackDown? Uh, the rumor and innuendo is that Brock left because Vince tweeted that he was leaving, right? So Brock was like, if he's not here, I'm not here, and he left, right? Whether or not that actually happened, I don't know. Um, you know, uh, Michael seemed to think that maybe Brock really did leave and then cooled down and came back. I, I'm of the, I'm of the thought that they tried to work the like work the internet and you know, basically because they decided to rewrite the show and have Stephanie open and they didn't need Brock. He was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to leave for a little bit. I'll come back. You know what I mean? Like one of those things, like I'm just going to go get a, get a steak and take a nap or something like that. Cause you don't need me for another couple hours. I'm just coming out and kicking somebody's ass and going home. So, and, and, and they just kind of fed the speculation because that's what they do because, and, and as much as I hate to credit Mr. Sam Roberts, he brought up a good point. You have these people that have heard, like, that he left and even had a quote of what he said. And they knew, you know, he left, he was mad, he's not coming back. But those same people didn't know he was back in the building. Yeah, I, I don't know. As, as, soon as, as soon as I saw him come out at the end, I'm like, this is a fucking work. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, 100%. It had to have been. <laughs> And then now, and, and Pat and, and Michael tried to sell it, like, you know, Pat and Cole sold it, like, oh, yeah, it was, you know, we didn't know if he was showing up, and here he is. Oh, I thought, but I thought, like, I thought they played that off kind of funny, too, but I don't know, man. Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a work. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, so, he, you know, after him just destroying Theory, a lot of people are speculating that Theory's push is going to be over now because Vince is gone. I don't believe that for a second. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. Um, I think Theory's going to be a, a huge star in WWE, regardless of if Vince McMahon is there or not. Um, you know, I, Maybe the plan is to kind of cool him down a little bit because they want it to be a surprise when he cashes in. I don't know, but I, I still don't think he's <laughs> I saw. I saw a thing. I saw a thing. is a video of like 12 people jumping one guy or whatever and the thing said uh as soon as uh no it was it's a wwe locker room and it was uh it was like one of those like smack down like 
raided Raw during like Survivor Series and they started attacking somebody. And they're like, over charge. And it was like, you know, what 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 the WWE locker room is going to do. Also, theory is just a bunch of wrestlers <laughs> jumping, <laughs> jumping somebody. That's funny. That's funny. All right. Um, all right, so then the a grudge match of sorts that they've done a pretty good job building, especially with um, Corbin jumping out and punting McAfee to death like uh, in his chair um, on SmackDown. You got McAfee versus Corbin. I, Michael chose Corbin. I, I honestly, man, don't know. <laughs> like, I, I really don't know. I kind of feel it's probably going to be Corbin as well, but uh, this is it's going to be a good – I think it will be a fun match. Oh, I think it'll be McAfee. McAfee? Okay. McAfee must pose. McAfee must pose. I like it. <laughs> All right. You got the Raw Women's Championship match. So, the, dude, I, dude I, I, I said this to Michael. How fucking funny would it be? Because this is a year-long storyline now, right? Becky came back SummerSlam this year. How funny would it be if Bianca beat her in, like, 30 seconds? Oh my god! And you get the payoff of that, like, and then Bex just goes away for a little while because you know she's she's put in a year. Maybe she's gonna go, you know, be a mom for you know five or six months and come back like at Royal Rumble or something like I, that. I I like that. Yeah, I think that's what's gonna happen. You like that? All right, so I, I could definitely see that happen. You're picking Bianca too. Yeah. All right. Michael picked Becky, so it's um you know, he, he thought Becky would finally finally win and get her redemption story. Uh SmackDown Women's Championship, you got Liv Morgan going up against Ronda Rousey defending her title. Uh Liv Morgan, man, like um you know, I think everybody in the world assumes that Ronda is gonna win. Right? So why not have Liv keep the title? Somehow, like oh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think, I think Liv I'm will somehow get the because win. I'm going to live. Yeah, I, I'm going to live because, like, if they took the title off her, that would be pretty fucking shitty. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I, going I, I'm, I'm going to live too. I, I think that something's going to happen. There's going to be some sort of interference that's going to lead to it. They're going to move Ronda on to a different type of storyline or something along those lines, and Liv's going to continue her reign for a little while uh the underdog story though just it, i mean she's she's the champion going in as the underdog so i mean I, I feel like that's you know i just hope they give them some time to have a good match like tell a good story before whatever happens happens but i, I you know although i could see ronda maybe turn a heel i could see her turn a heel on her yeah maybe definitely um, now the only other thing i too i could see is is if the becky matches earlier in the night Becky winning and then Becky coming out later on to cost Ronda to set up WrestleMania. Yeah, that could like happen. early storytelling. Yeah, that could definitely happen. Um, then we got the tag team championship match. Uh, the the undisputed tag team champions Usos are defending once again against the Street Profits with the stipulation that. Ain't I great? J E double F J A double R E double T. Mr. Slap Nuts himself. Jeff Jarrett is going to be the guest referee for the match. Nashville legend. Uh, probably going to have a big bandage on his head coming out of his match with Ric Flair. <laughs> um, Wasn't well, their, their matches after, though? 
Oh, is it? I thought it was before. Their match is Sunday. Oh, their match is Sunday. Yeah, I think oh, it's okay. Sunday. All right. Yeah. Busy, busy weekend for Mr. J. I could, see, I, I could see how crazy it would be. I could either see maybe Charlotte coming out and doing something to Jeff Jarrett or, or, or like after the match or something. Like I just, I don't, probably want or, yeah, or, Rick, or, or, or Rick coming like, out like and beating him up and leaving, uh, leaving him out. Like basically having another referee have to come in. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know if it's happening or not, but like that'd be interesting, man. Like that would know. that would be that would be a true sign that the Vince McMahon era of WWE is dead. If oh, yeah, <laughs> or if like Andrade came out, or if if, that if would they be if they somehow door. yeah, if they somehow promoted the Flair last match during their tag team championship match, uh, man, I feel like the Profits got to win, man. Like I, I know I said it last time, it's either win or they're done. I really feel it now. I, I'm going profits. Um, jeez. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go profits. Too. Profits too. All right. All right. I'm gonna get Lily to put her two cents in this too once she's back from her band camp trip. But um, now, here comes the universal undisputed whatever championship whatever they call it brock lesnar versus roman reigns last time ever uh, I, i'm going roman must pose <laughs> man i i'm saying it's gonna be roman. oh yeah i feel like brock's gonna go away for a little while after this i i'm going roman yeah i i think brock only came back because orton got hurt because yeah. I think it was supposed to be Orton and him anyway. Because I think they're going to lead to um, <clears throat> Roman versus McIntyre at the Scotland show. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think Roman's going to win. Yeah, I'm going Roman. Michael picked Brock. So Michael picked, like, the bloodline to not have a championship walking out of the show. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting, but. All right, man. Well, there we have it. Is there anything else that uh, that we, we need we need to cover or talk about? I know I haven't got a chance to watch Raw yet tonight. I'm gonna watch that as soon as we're done recording I'm, here. Yeah, so, I'm not I, I was really excited for tonight's Raw, being from um, Madison Square Garden. Plus, they're doing a whole Rey Mysterio 20 year thing, and I'm sure that's gonna lead into Edge's return and because uh, of Judgment Day and stuff like that. So, I'm pretty pumped for that. Uh, dude, what do you think about the rumor of uh, Edge not being alone when he comes back? In that the, that those promo videos seem eerily like Bray Wyatt because Bray Wyatt's actually going to be accompanying accompanying Edge back. I've not heard that. Oh, that is, that is a theory that is out there that the, that Bray is a part of those video packages too. So, I think that would be interesting um, to if he has if he comes back with his own little stable. There's even been rumor of it being Bray and Braun Strowman. Hmm. So Interesting. I, know, I know Braun has his nice little softball career going on and then the whole weird control your own narrative thing that they're doing. But I, I think that would be a, a really interesting stable to, to, if they if they did do something like that. I, I'm not saying that, you know, again, it's just rumor and stuff like that. It's, it's speculation. But I thought it was I thought it was an interesting thing to, to possibly have happen. But, yeah, I'm excited to go watch Raw. Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap this up. 
So, um, you know, you listened to Michael earlier, and uh, he did quickly plug his awesome show, Modern Toy Fair, so make sure you go check that out. Uh, we do have T-shirts eh. on tpublic.com that he makes for us and his other shows. So if you go to tpublic.com and search Gimmick Minute, you'll find them. Um, and uh, <clears throat> make, sure you tweet, make sure you tweet to suggest some, uh, some kind of shirt and don't ever buy it. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Um, you know, make sure you tweet at us, at Live Your Gimmick, if you have any questions, if you want to interact with the show at all. If you'd like to follow us on our other social media, I know I haven't posted anything on TikTok because I can't get Kevin and Michael to do video anymore. But uh, hopefully, we'll get the TikTok uh, TikToks back up and running here pretty soon. Well, I, I will try to be on video next week because I have been working on diligently the new and improved live and worldwide gimmick minute championship. Awesome. Okay. Um, I, w- I, I, I was I had made a I ha- I have basically a custom one of mine that i had made i have jason's custom one actually finished too oh my. Okay. um but i also have a separate one just because i've like what the fuck um well michael is moving but, back now so it'll be it would be easier if we were to actually pass one along maybe we can actually all get together and watch one of these uh what, what are they what are they called premium live events all together one time and maybe even record while we're doing it or something i think that might be fun but uh, yes because um yeah because um the championship i've designed is uh obviously like you know like the first one was not really a takeoff of any other championship out there right um obviously the second version i made was combination like a w wwe a little bit that's the one that michael has right now right um i i had actually created a custom one of mine which is kind of like the i'll just you know without showing anybody or showing you it's kind of like the wwe championship okay and in jason i showed you the one i custom one to made for you it's kind of the takeoff of the new nxt championship right with, you know yeah the colors in the background but the new the new uh championship is kind of a um it's a design like there's no other design like it All so right. Right. It's a combination of a lot of stuff, and I'm uh, pretty excited about it. I, I was nearing, I think, the finish of it, but then I kind of fucked up the uh, dimensions <laughs> to where one side was a little longer than the other, and obviously that's not good enough for me, and I'm in the process of redoing it, and it's starting to look better. So. All right, cool. Well, things to come. All right, well, for Kevin and earlier Michael, my name is Jason. I'm reminding you all you fun smarts out there to be a fan and always live your gimmick. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week uh, with our our SummerSlam. I almost said Royal Rumble again. Our SummerSlam react. <laughs> uh, so we should, we should be recording immediately after SummerSlam next week talking about everything that happened and, um, you know, kind of ushering in this new era of pro wrestling that's a – does not involve Vince McMahon, which is really fucking weird to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's weird. I mean, it's weird. It really is weird that we're going to be seeing WWE programming soon that he has no touch, not touched at all. And that's, that's just crazy. So, uh, we're, we're at an end of a truly an end of an era here, folks in the world of professional wrestling. And it's, uh, Honestly, I'm excited for it. I'm, I really am to see kind of what WWE does from here. I, I, I think it, it, it's this could be a blessing in disguise, but we'll see. But, uh, but yeah, that's all I got. So, Kev, thanks for joining me, man. Um, yeah, and as always, everyone out there, go fuck yourself.
Yeah, and then there's that. All right. Um, I was going to say live your gimmick, but fuck yourselves as well. All right. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Join us next week. Hit us up on Twitter at live your gimmick. Goodbye. We'll be right back.